Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Happy New Year, everyone. It is 2022, and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt. And of course, my name is Casey. Welcome to what will eventually we'll be moving into our third year here pretty quick, Matt, in March of doing this. That's kind of crazy when you think about it, man. Yeah, this is coming up on our two-year anniversary. You know, we, we kind of <laughs> hit it. This this end of the year, beginning of the year is like a whirlwind for us because we get it the really holidays is. and then it's the new year and then we're like two months away from our year anniversary and it just becomes this big hoopla. Well, it's been a couple weeks since we've done anything new. Obviously, we took a little bit of time off, and then there was a special episode of Matt's Mistress podcast, the Discontinued on Display podcast, where I was a special guest, the Beanie Babies episode, um, which I had a blast on, and I really hope you all had a chance listening, or had a really good fun time listening to that episode and had a blast just as much. Um, Matt, have you got any response on that episode at all? I mean, uh, uh, the the initial hit of um, of it, it's one of our top episodes on discontinued on okay. display. Um, it all. actually has not dropped. But by the time we're recording this, it actually uh, drops on our feed next Tuesday. So yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Um, uh, my what I'm thinking is that uh, maybe a lot of our listeners already went over there. But you know what? Listen to it again. It's that good you of an know. episode. You never know. It's a really fun episode. I mean, it, it really is. It was my other passion. Believe it. So what's really funny about it is maybe that's where all of my all of my Beanie Baby energy maybe transferred into Disney because I did not know anything Disney at that point when I was into Beanie Babies. So maybe when Beanie Babies faded out, all that all that transferred over to Disney and that's yeah. why you get the, the craziness that is me today. But I, I will say it was, it was nice to have a little bit of a break, um, work on a couple of different projects. Um, you know, we've been teasing this website. Um, um, I saw you were on there playing around with it. Yeah. I've, I've done quite a lot of work. on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of work that goes into yeah. it. I mean, I mean, I was trying to work on just like the basic infrastructure and like the, the profiles and stuff. And that was like a month and a half ago. And, and then of course the holidays get involved, but I, you got all the episodes up on it now. Yeah. So the, the nice thing is uh, Captivate, the uh, uh, podcast thing, the, the site, hosting site that we use, actually has a, a plugin that integrates. Nice. Um, so it looks like I did a lot and, um, you know, I was really, really fabulous. Um, basically, I just like installed a plugin and hit an activation code. And it was like, here are all your episodes. So <laughs> I mean, I guess in theory, we could tell everybody the name of the website, even oh, though it's not 100% done yet. You can go to it. I don't care. You can go to it. I mean, it looks, it's very rudimentary. We're still working on it. Like we don't have our profiles up and our blog is still, but you could go to it and, and all of our episodes are there now. So Matt, why don't you do the honors? Yeah. So um, sorcererenetwork.com. Uh, you can head to and uh, and see kind of the beginning infrastructure of what we have planned. You know, as 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 Casey mentioned, you know, this is a place where you can get all of the episodes um, uh, on both Beers and Ears and Discontinued on Display and whatever other podcasts might uh, enter into the network. And then, um, you know, Casey and I are going to be, and I believe Chris as well has, has mentioned to me that he'd be up for doing this. Um, we're going to be doing some writing on various yeah. not necessarily disney things but pop culture you know kind of the idea of the sorcerer network is it gives my nod to disney but also it's a you know pop culture fun stories uh you know, you know kind of that that kind of vibe to it so yeah. um 
yeah, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a fun site. Um, I, I've got some other like kind of ideas into the works that I, I, with YouTube or Twitch live streaming that I may throw into it. I'm just trying to get, uh, uh, what that all is going to look like. So I'm, I'm glad I'm, you got the time. I, I, I don't have the time for the live streaming stuff. I, I The podcast is, I love the podcast, but I'm like, ah, yeah, no, no. Although I do play video games. I got um, Mario Party for Christmas nice. over, over the Christmas. I've been playing that. And uh, speaking of which, how, how was your holiday? Uh, did you do anything special? Did you do anything fun? Not really, to be honest with you. This sound that sounds horrible, but um, uh, we we just kind of hung out at home and uh, and enjoyed ourselves. It was it was nice to just kind of step away. And um, with my job, I I spent um, Christmas Day part of it anyway at um, ah. at the uh, um, with the residents, and that was by choice. This was I, I don't want to like uh, demean the place that I work with. I I was like you know I'll go in for for half a day to yeah, entertain yeah. some residents. So. I, it was it was and fun. I bet you that, and I bet you that meant the world to them. Oh too. yeah, it was great. My family came in too, so it wasn't like I went off and left my family at home. Like they came in too. Darn you, like, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it was good. And you were, you spent some time in Michigan, correct? I did. So I re- we recorded the the Nutcracker and the Four Realms episode when I was in South Lyon with my my parents. So I went there on the 18th in space. Uh, stayed the the 18th through Christmas Eve, and then. Uh, I edited the podcast on the train back, which was fun. Um, so hence why there, there was no fairy chime in the last episode that we had, because I didn't have, I, I was using my work computer instead of my other computer. So I didn't have that sound effect. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I, I spent some time and then we're going to get lots uh, of angry emails. I where's know. Or, or, or where's the Ryan intro, I think was the other uh, one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's the Ryan intro on that. But anyway, so then got back, um, did Christmas morning with Nate. We went to go see Spider-Man Far From, or uh, No Way Home on Christmas Day. So we're going to talk about that here uh, as part of this this roundup. Um, I actually finished Hawkeye on the train ride home too. So it's this. I, I texted Matt earlier, and I was like, "All right, Matt, I think we just need to do these two together. You can do two parts, but I think there's going to at this point, all of this Marvel content is swirling in my head, and I envision our episode today being more kind of like, okay, did you see what happened? What did you think? You know, and where are we heading? kind of thing like yeah. that that's kind of see but anyway so after that um i got back um the week between christmas and, and new year's is always kind of like a I, mean, I worked it was a four-day work week but it's kind of like a where am i what am i doing like what time is it like that is the a, weirdest week ever it's a weird week man it, it, it's even weirder when it fall when christmas day and new year's day fall on a saturday yeah like it's just it's so odd so really my, my first true week where i felt like i was back to normal a little bit was this past week but i don't even know what normal is anymore because like with omicron and everybody getting covid and people out and and like you're dodging and like let's go take a test and this store has got to be closed down for a little bit and can you get a test i ordered some test kits on amazon it was 10 days later i got them and then because we thought nate had it like it, it, you know, I had mentioned this on the last podcast and I hope everybody took it for what it was, but like, it's just, there's just, it's going around and it's scary, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't mind revealing this on the pod. I, um, as we're recording this, I'm on the tail end of my, yeah. uh, bout with COVID. I tested positive last week and, um, uh, I'm fine. Uh, I mean, I'm vaccinated and boosted and I know that helped. Um, yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't fun. Like I wouldn't describe that as a fun experience. Um, you don't want to get it. Like, yeah, like it's not don't like an, tempt fate. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, the, the problem with this whole thing, and I promise we'll get to Marvel content. Is that it, it is it is such a range of 
you know, people are asymptomatic and fine. And then on the other spectrum, people are dead and dying and there's everything in between. And so, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, definitely don't, uh, don't, don't attempt to get it, but yeah, no. And if you get it, just follow the protocols and get through it. And we wish everybody health on that. So, but yeah, we were in bed on new year's Eve, um, like by nine, we are like nine 30, I think is when I went to bed. We didn't, we didn't even like sell it. Like it was like, we used to wake up and give each other a kiss on new year's, like new year's Eve at midnight. We don't even do that anymore. Like it's like, Hey, happy new year. Happy new year, babe. But we wake up the next morning. Cause that was the holiday. Like when I was a kid, when I was like 10, you know, 12, like that was the holiday. It was, it rivaled Christmas because I could stay up until midnight. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. And then once I got older and I could stay up till midnight anytime that I wanted and, and I realized, oh, midnight is not all that it's cracked up to be. I need to get to bed. It's like, what a holiday where I have to stay up late. What? (laughs) And New Year's Eve through, through, I want to say through college was a lot of fun. Like I had a lot of fun in high school. I had a lot of fun in middle school because my parents would have these bunco parties. Yeah. And then in college, you know, you're already staying up till two o'clock in the morning anyway and closing the bar down anyway. So New Year's Eve isn't much. It's just an extra reason to to, to drink, you know. It's an acceptable <laughs> reason to drink and be Exactly. <laughs> so, but after that, like when you, when you become an adult, like when you become an, a quote unquote adult, like eventually it's like, eh, eh. I don't, I don't drink all that much anymore. I mean, it's no secret. I don't know if it's a secret or not. I don't even really drink a whole lot while we're sitting here on this podcast. Like occasionally I'll have a drink with me or whatever, but I'm just not a big drinker. I never, that's why I think we should call it root beers in here. (laughs) Beers is one of a spiritual beers. Like we're having, we're we're, we're, we're drinking a beer in spirit, but I honestly, no, actually I don't think we've ever told anybody where the name beers and ears comes from. So, Obviously, when we started the podcast, Matt had this idea. This was in December of 2018, I want to say, right, Matt? Because you left in, in 2019, right? Yeah, yeah, 2019. This is December of 2018. We're talking. We should start a podcast. Sounds like a great idea. Well, previous to that, like a month prior, you and I had closed. And this was like, I don't want to say we closed. We got out early during the holidays, and you and I both got out like around the same time one yeah, day yeah we didn't close but we got out around the same time and we're like hey you want to go get a drink and we're like yeah because it was just one of those days and so we went around the corner in the mall over to that little pac-man arcade Pac-Man which, restaurant which yeah. isn't there anymore which isn't there anymore by the way i'm not surprised um, and and we got <laughs> dinner and we got a couple of beers and that's when you first kind of pitched the idea about a podcast it's like yeah this is great well fast forward to the in december and we're still talking about it i'm like you know what we should call it we should call it beers and ears because we went out that one time and got beers and talked Disney. That would be perfect. And that's what like essentially had we recorded that, that would have been what like it was it's exactly what we're doing yes, right now. Exactly. And uh and so yeah, like that that's kind of where more it comes from. So those of you that are here hoping that we'll talk about beer, maybe we'll have to do a drinking around the world uh, uh Epcot special one time and uh Yes, yes. Um, I love like, that. <laughs> Um, one thing I want to say too, I met up with one of our listeners. Um, I think I said this on the last pod, but if not, I met up with one of our listeners, Sharif, when I was in town, who I know from my art man days. Um, we need to have him on the pod. So Sharif, you and I talked about this already. So Sharif was a former cast member and I had a chance to sit with, with him 
um, a former Disney World cast member, like worked at the Magic Kingdom cast member, and he's got some fun like stories about like backstage and like Ooh. fun, yeah, like like and that's the kind of stuff that I would love to share. Like he'll be careful about it. Like he, you know, he, yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. to eventually work for Disney again at some point, like we do. But like that's the kind of stuff that's fun and interesting for a Disney fan. Is like I was like, hey, where do you park as a cast member? Like, what's it like when you want to get your? And he was able to give me some of those details, which was really cool. So oh, uh, yeah, things. I love Operational. We'll call it the operational episode. So, all right. I'm sorry. 12 minutes in, we should probably get started. This is a two-part episode. So we're going to talk for a little bit. We're going to have some fun. At a certain point, we'll say, all right, everything else, tune in for part two. But we're talking about the MCU. And I think the reason why I wanted to combine everything is because at least in my head, Matt, all of this stuff is swirling around right now. The Hawkeye miniseries, which you know we'll get to in a minute, Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, what we had from last year with WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, the multiverse, the the Doctor Strange trailer dropped. Like all this stuff is swirling in my head. And yet with all that stuff, I still don't know what they're setting up. <laughs> like that's what's crazy about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 crazy of we really don't know. Cause I'm tr- I'm trying to think of when we really first knew where this was well in the mcu when it started we knew we were heading towards the avengers and then once we got to the avengers we kind of knew we were headed towards a thanos thing and then like we never waited kind of this long to see what what they're setting up and they were really only setting up like one thing now yeah it feels like we're setting up about seven to ten different things where will they and will they converge like i don't know yeah yeah. and how will they converge and how yeah that's really the question and because i don't mind having these two lanes you know we've talked about this a little bit in past episodes where one of the things that i appreciated about the netflix marvel series was that they were this they were canon, but they were yeah. adjacent to it and in its own lane. And that's very comic book uh, uh, esque in that. Yeah, it is kind of. You're right. Where every where every comic book character kind of has its own storyline, its own story arcs. They're in their own lanes, and at certain points they come back together. Right. Yeah. I think the thing that's interesting about this right now is that unlike with everything through you know through phase one two and three where we had these touch points where everything came together with the avengers movies with the four avengers movies and let's be honest with you civil war was like an avengers point five like you knew that these touch points where all these characters were going to come together where with what they're setting up now it's like various characters are off with other characters but no major character like there's nothing announced where everything's coming together yet like you know what i mean like yeah there's nothing to say oh yeah we're gonna see a payoff for this a major payoff for this here all we have to all we're looking at right now is this next major movie is going to give us the next point of the story you know what i mean it's a little bit different yeah there's some assumptions being made like um young avengers i mean with kate bishop being introduced with yelena being introduced um uh there's a couple of other characters that i think are coming that are a part of that thunderbolts is another one that's like this um villains team that do almost like what a suicide squad is for Mm -hmm. but not quite as like 
Suicide Squad has the, and if you don't do what I say, I'll blow your brains out. I don't think Thunderbolts has quite that darkness to it. Okay. Um, with, you know, uh, U.S. Agent and, um, oh, I get that would be Yelena. And, um, th- there's some stuff there. But also, like, that's assuming. Um, that's the, that's making some big assumptions. Not it's that they, if they follow the comic book arc. Yeah, right? I mean. It, it, and at this point, they haven't necessarily done that in a lot of ways. Every time I read a, a summary of, of, of one of these MCU, you know, whether it's a series or a movie, there's, there's allusions to it, but there's not like straight up following the arc of the mo- of the, of the comics. You well, know? and now they can deviate. Like, I oh, think yeah. they had to keep in the, in the first kind of three phases of the MCU, they had to keep some semblance of a comic book storyline to like ground it for those fans. They don't have to do that anymore. Like the, there's now you have, comic book fans and you have mcu fans and there's yeah. a lot of if you're looking at a venn diagram there's a there's a lot of, a lot crossover, of crossover there but you have people that have never picked up a comic book in their life that are mcu diehards yeah and so you don't have to you, there's not that pressure to do that you've got the audience now you can tell a story that you want to tell and and you could they're really starting to do this with with a lot of their newer movies where they're not following what you essentially, if you've read the comic, what you think. And I, that's fun. I I'm, I'm enjoying that. That's, that's really, really fun. So let's, let's dive in a little bit. I, I want to start with Hawkeye only because chronologically it was out a couple of weeks before, before no way home. Um, I, I think before we even get into the story and what we saw and kind of our thoughts, you know, this was one Matt, I wasn't sure about. I, I I'm on record in this podcast saying that I wasn't really excited. I I I um, Hawkeye wasn't one of my favorite characters. He was always just kind of a meh character. But you know, I kind of I didn't pay, I didn't start when it first debuted. I, I waited. I think until there were I think there were four episodes in. So the first two dropped, and then you had two additional weeks of that. It's like all right. I know I'm going to have to do this for the pod. I've got some time. Um, so why don't I go ahead and get myself into the first the first four episodes? Or I think I got through the first three, and then I had to go the fourth one a little bit later. Um, as I said on the previous pod, and as we now, I was blown away by it. I I think in my mind, if you look at the four Marvel shows that have come out, WandaVision, Loki, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye, by far WandaVision in my mind is number one. That, that that pans down um i think loki and hawkeye are right on par with one another i really do i i and i that that says a lot because i love loki i mean loki was a really good show but in my mind i feel that that hawkeye and i think what i loved about it is there was just enough uh like allusion to the past while still not being this world altering event, it was a very self-contained story that also, I think in a lot of ways, Hawkeye wrapped up some loose ends from other stuff like daredevil and other things like that, that I think will help close out phase three as we move into phase four. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I, 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 first of all, I'm in complete agreement with you. Like a WandaVision, I think is just, I, it's going to be very hard to make a series that that I think it was just clever. I mean, yeah. it was very clever. Yeah. yeah, like it's so unique. And um, I think it also, real quick, before you continue your thought, I think it also benefits from the fact that it was the first piece of MCU content we had seen 
since uh, uh, Far From Home. Since. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so in, in fairness, it benefited from that. So people were in a very different headspace. Yeah. Continue. I still think it's a masterful series. But um, I like two things that I liked, two scenes that I want to point out in the series that I like that they're doing more in all of these series and in movies as well is you get the opening scene, which is Kate Bishop in her apartment watching the yes. Battle of New York. Yes. And you also get Yelena's blip. The blip. Oh, yes. And and what I love about this is, you know, we, we have End of Infinity War, you have the snap, the blip happens, and you feel the weight in that moment of this group of people. And even in Endgame, you get kind of the whole world response. But I love these insights into oh yeah the battle of new york would have been really really interesting if you were just a regular citizen living in new york at the time and what did the blip look like for someone who got blipped away you know we we all we saw was okay they blipped away and then they came back in this grand you know end game final battle we're just so jacked to watch them fight Thanos and his army that we're not really thinking about what that was like for wow. them so I, I love these insights we saw that WandaVision too with uh, um, uh, Rambo where she she's like what do you mean my mom is dead yeah. like like seeing... from, a from a timeline perspective help me out here because i was thinking about this as i was watching gillen is seen with the with the blip so battle in new york was 2012 mm -hmm. snap happened in 2018 and then five years later so technically they're in 2023 right now right yeah yeah okay I, it, yeah. the reason i asked that question is is that i think when you think about, and, and I think the thing that they did really well with Kate Bishop's character is that the, the Kate Bishop, this is 11 years later from, from the Battle of New York, she's grown up. There is an entire generation of children that has grown up around the idea of the Avengers, which I think is another great concept that they've laid this in that the avengers aren't new they're not novel the, the the world that has been created has been living around avengers so even like when you think of shang chi with um his friend who you know talked about um uh you know or when they were out on that date or that double date or whatever and you know when you live in a world we can just be snapped away like that like it, it's become part of the zeitgeist of that world I, I love that they're interweaving it as just a normal part of the world you know what i mean yeah exactly exactly and 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 so i love that part of it and then you know like you said where it's a self-contained story it's not world altering earth shattering you know definitely loki had that kind of feeling to it which is fine like i'm not loki saying had the, the world shattering you mean right? yeah yeah and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and i'm not saying that an, a world altering or earth shattering story is bad like we you need that you need you need the the they're, they're grooming us matt yeah they're, they're no mcu is grooming us right now they're they're bringing our standards back down one by one mm -hmm. think about what we've talked about on this pod on several occasions some of these movies some of these shows other than loki they didn't feel as world altering as endgame and we felt wanting more they're grooming us they're 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 prepping us for something big whatever that big is they're prepping us for it i mean let's be honest but i'm but i'm also okay if this series never ties to the bigger thing mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that if this is setting up one of the smaller things that then i don't know like i i i i i, I like that 
that this was a series where it's him tying up the loose ends. You know, I love the callback of the Ronin days. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then I, I love the that there's consequences to that, that you can't just go around and kill a bunch of people and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. expect to like, oh, yeah, it's all fine now. I'm um, excited to see the spinoff for Echo. Yeah, yeah, Echo. I think she was a dynamite character. And that's the other fun part about these series is it's allowing them to kind of backdoor these other characters like they've done in the movies where you can backdoor these characters in here. And yeah, Echo is a cool character. And I love that Marvel is getting actors, and this happened in Eternals as well, where they're getting actors and actresses who don't play a disability, but have a disability yeah, absolutely so I, I'm, and I'm assuming people know this but if they don't like the the, the woman who played echo is native american uh, uh has a prosthetic leg and is deaf like real yeah i'm looking her name up right now real quick just so i have it uh let's see here maya lopez it's a l cox i apologize if i'm butchering this name a l a q u a cox uh, she played Maya Lopez uh, Echo. Yeah. Um, I got a question for you. So when we first saw the dr- the trailer drop for Hawkeye, you had made a comment that you weren't entirely sure why they were so focused or what where where the plot device of the whole being in Christmas, like how that was going to play. Now that you've seen the the six episodes, um, how do you feel about it? Do you feel it was a good choice? I didn't feel. I felt like the trail, like the show, actually had nothing to do with Christmas. I mean, there was like a really. Well, I mean, it was. I guess there was like a him trying to get home for Christmas. But that, that's my point. Is I think that was the plot device that I, I felt like that added such an amazing element. Here you have Hawkeye knows he's a boring character, right? He he knows that he's not an Iron Man. He's not he, he, hell. Even Rogers the musical kind of points this out. I'm just lucky to be here, or whatever it was, right? <laughs> you know, I can shoot an arrow. That said, he he's this character that is flawed in many ways, and he just wants to be normal. And Christmas for a lot of people is normal, and 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 he just wants to have a normal Christmas with his family. I just thought that was brilliantly played, at least on my end. Well, I, I, I like that plot point. It just, like, okay, that was a part of it, but the whole, like, I was expecting with how, like, heavy the trailer played into, like, the music being Christmassy and all this Christmassy stuff, it it felt like it was going to lean more into Christmas, and it was just set at Christmas time. It's similar to, similar to callback to the Nutcracker episode, the Nutcracker isn't Christmassy. It, it is just a uh, ballet that is set you know at Christmas time. I don't, I don't agree with you on that one, Matt. I don't. I, I don't. I think that as a plot point was huge. The fact that the Rockefeller Christmas tree gets knocked over at the end, my God! And honestly, they used Christmas carols in every single one of the episodes. I mean, they they had it as music in every single one of the episodes at one point or another. I guess maybe what I need to do is watch this series not at Christmas time because maybe I didn't notice a lot of it because when I'm watching it, I'm surrounded by it. I'm surrounded yeah. by Christmas carols and Christmassy things, and so it just feels like normal life. Where I wonder if I watch this in like March, whether yeah, I'd be that's like, fair. Whoa. That's fair. <laughs> um, 
it, it, it kind of reminds me of how like everyone says Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I don't believe Die Hard's a Christmas music movie. Everybody else thinks Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I'm not on that train, but I can see why they might say that because it is set at Christmas time and there's Christmas elements around it. It does kind of have that Die Hard feel. I would say even a little bit more. It leans into Christmas more than Die Hard. Does. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So All right. yeah, a couple of another question for you. So we talked Black Widow back when that came out over the summer and how we weren't necessarily sold on. Like, it was cool. It was fun. It's not our favorite. Like, it, it's down there in terms of, like, where, where it ranks. How do you feel about how they brought Yelena, Yelena in? And, and like, does it help redeem Black Widow a little bit, seeing her here? She's a fun character. She is! Her, her and Kate Bishop's interactions... Like in the, in the in the last the apartment episode, the apartment scene when they're um, together yeah the apartment scene is great the elevator scene where she like hits her and goes, what was that like it's, <laughs> it's it's so like the she does yes. a great job of of becoming a very very likable character and I yeah. think she was that in Black Widow but because Black Widow was about Black Widow yeah it was about was, Natasha yeah she was very much the you know kind of side character in this where this she kind of is taking more of this prominent role she's definitely still a side character but she's not in the shadow of Black Widow here she's now her own thing and I, I but man just every every scene with her in it was was very very delightful so yeah, I, I did I loved it. I loved the apartment scene the apartment scene where do you want some mac and cheese like <laughs> like I just like that was like it, it like I know how to make mac and cheese like I just it was the, the, the banter between and actually let's talk about Kate Bishop for a second yes I feel like okay I think I said this in the last episode. While the the episode, or rather, the the the, the series is called Hawkeye, I do feel like it focused more on her than it did him. And and I I don't know who the actress is that plays her. I don't know if she's been in anything else that's major. But I will say she amazing character, and I thought it was very well done. Uh, it's Haley Steinfeld, and um, she was the voice of Spider Gwen in uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider Verse. Was she really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, but she's she's young. She, I want to say she's like twenty one, twenty two. So she's been in wow. some like child actor things okay. um, uh, that I'm that I'm blanking on right now. But I know like her 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 first big big thing that I that I remember was yeah. Sp- she's Spider Gwen in the Into the Spider Verse. Uh, okay. Universe, and then um, now you know Kate Bishop which I'm assuming we'll see more of her but yeah you're right I this this was very much it almost felt like yes this series is called Hawkeye but we're tying up the loose ends on Hawkeye maybe because there's also some loose ends that they opened back up um and kind of this is your introduction to Kate Bishop and who she is and now her story is going to kind of move forward in a lot of ways I mean if you think about some of the content the MCU's produced, I mean that's really what they're doing with these movies. When you know Shang Chi is is now you know part of this new character lineup, uh, Yelena is part of this new character lineup, Kate Bishop is part of this new character lineup, um, and I, I think the the plot device they use in Hawkeye to kind of talk like or to kind of show that this generation of Avengers that we had is aging was the idea that he lost his hearing. I found that point really compelling, at least from my perspective. He's this aging guy. He's just a human. He's not a god. He's not a person who builds machines. You know, he's he he's just a normal. He's not a super soldier, right? He's he's a normal guy. And frankly, 
the super soldier and the guy who built the machines, they're gone now, right? So yeah. he's kind of left over. Natasha's gone. Like this generation that of heroes that was there, they're gone. I mean, the only ones that really are left are Thor, who's again out somewhere in the universe. Um, and there's a couple, but a lot of them are gone. But here you got Hawkeye, who's very much just a man. He's lost his hearing. And I love how not only did they use that just that he's lost his hearing, but it becomes an integral part of the of the, the series in general, right? And him not being able to hear certain things actually ends up costing him on certain things. His relationship with this kid, not being able to hear the phone call. You know, I just thought that was very well done. This show not only was very well put together, very well acted, I felt it was very well written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it just it, it, an, an all around very and the action I thought was very very fun with the trick yeah. arrows like when they he uses the pimp yes. technology's arrow and the giant yes. arrow comes down like it's like the little owl comes and grabs the grabs the the van and takes yep. it. I guess um, we're done with that or whatever he says. The the LARPing scene where he yes. like, oh, I, 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 I loved that. Uh. And, and also underrated character here was Jack, who I was not anticipating liking him and yet <laughs> I, I i love that character where at the yeah. end he's just like beating people up with a sword I, yes I <laughs> yeah no there there were a lot of great comedic moments the larping scene brought me back to the the, the movie role models with paul yes for that that was a great movie um okay did you anticipate the fact that the mom was the, the, the like kind of like the turn in the plot with the mom being i don't think she was bad but what she had done I I I didn't see that, and I definitely didn't see the kingpin. Uh, I'm going to get to that in a minute because I have, I have questions. So. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have questions too, so I'll do best to answer your questions. But maybe it'll be my questions. But yeah, I did not see her being it. Like something kind of felt off with her, but not to like where I thought she was kind of like a main antagonist. Because because man, like her whole like trying to manipulate her daughter at the end of like really you're gonna you know christmas by sending your mom to jail and it's like whoa that is manipulative yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was crazy i mean it, it it makes you wonder if she was if she was like that when the father was killed or if that happened after the fact or or whatever okay so i want to talk kingpin for a second because yes. this is where my my knowledge of the comic books of spider-man of all this kind of goes away. I don't have this. So I'm going to say what I, what I understand it to be. And then I want you to correct me. Okay. Okay. So as I understand it, Kingpin is kind of an underlord or a crime Lord in the underworld of New York city. And primarily he is in the Spider-Man universe. Correct. Number one. Uh, he, he flips between Spider-Man, Daredevil, um, okay. but Spider-Man, it, probably the, the most recent stuff before the Netflix series, like in cartoons and stuff like that, would have been Spider-Man, but he was also, um, you know, the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie? Have you ever seen that? No, I have not. Don't. Um, okay. uh, now, that's not part of the MCU, it's right? It's not part of the MCU. Okay. But, uh, but there um, was a Netflix series called Daredevil, right? Yes. And that that is part of the MCU. And that, yes. And, and this Kingpin... The actor who plays Kingpin here was also the actor who played Kingpin in that, correct? Correct. Did you ever no. watch that series? I did not. I, again, this is before I, I was into the movies, but I wasn't into the series because they were not as good from what I was told. So, Oh, oh the okay. 
Luke Cage and Iron Fist, you can, I, I would say, skip. Iron Fist especially. Don't even watch that heart garbage. Okay. Um, Good to know. <laughs> but Dare, the three seasons of Daredevil, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely so, worth watching. So as far as Kingpin, now, what I was reading a little bit, so Kingpin in either this or in that had a lot of, like, he was he was, like, almost superhuman. Was he more superhuman in Daredevil or more superhuman here? Um, it's the same. Like the, the character translated. Like it, okay, it, so there yeah. wasn't much difference. Then. No, no, no difference okay. here. Um, you, you know the the mystique that you have with him. First of all, Netflix the the Netflix series. One of the things why I love it so much, and maybe this is a really weird why I love it, is it is a brutal series. Okay, like you see that the kingpin is not just like a crime boss that's like, ooh, I'm going to intimidate, but no, 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 no. Like, you cross him or you do, like, it is brutal. It is, okay. and, and so there's some, it, he, he's not a villain to be messed with, and he also has his hands in everything, where okay. it was, oh, you think you're, they think they're doing something here? Nope, he's got that person in his pocket. They think they're doing something here? Nope, he's got that person. Okay. And, and so he's the puppet master of all this. And that's why, you know, him and Eleanor having her on on his side would have been would make sense as well because she's in charge of a huge security company. And now, so now the, the Daredevil. So Daredevil, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one who represents Peter Parker in No Way Home, correct? I yes. just want to make sure I get that correct. Okay. Yes. That, that's Very one close. of the reasons why I wanted to that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do all this at once because this is where a lot of those interconnected tissues are starting to kind of blend together. Because then you've also got to throw Venom in there. Yeah. And 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 because that, that is also kind of in there. And then of course we're gonna have to talk in a couple of minutes. We're gonna have to throw in other Spider-Man movies here in just a couple of minutes. Well, but, and but, I mean Morbius comes out this month. And yes. I don't know how that's gonna fit in there. So Yeah, yeah. And Morbius, now where did now Morbius was he in any of this? No, no. The Morbius. The the only connection that we have with Morbius is is as of right now, before the movie comes out, is in the trailer. Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton. Vulture. Okay, that is Adrian Toomes. Then, okay, that's yeah, what I he's, thought. Okay, he's in the trailer, so we're assuming that there's some grounding in this MCU universe. And then, and, and, but Morbius is not MCU though, right? It's not being produced by Marvel Studios. It's not. But now, I don't is even. Is that know Sony? What, it's Sony, but I don't even know what's okay. going on with the relationship between Marvel and Sony. No, okay, no, actually, so okay, I've done a little bit of research on that, so I, I'm going to do what I can my best to explain that. So, as I understand it. MCU has its its universe. Sony has what they're deeming the Spider-Man universe. In the Spider-Man universe, they have got this the Venom character, if you will. So they've got they've got that and all the characters associated with that. Morbius, but as or Mobius, part of what they worked out with Marvel and Tom Holland was the ability to share that Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, between the MCU and the Spider-Man universe. So we can expect to see Tom Holland in other Spider-Man movies that are not Marvel Cinematic Universe. And maybe they're not even Spider-Man uni- movies. Maybe they're part of you know, the Venom universe. Mm-hmm. But I think what they've ultimately done, and I don't know if it's been publicly revealed, but this is what I think there's a lot of speculation out there about, is 
this whole multiverse of madness, this is this is Marvel's way of Marvel's way of opening the door of kind of letting all hell break loose and letting some chaos in. I think this is how they're going to bring in the X-Men. I think this is how they're going to bring in the Spider-Man universe. I think basically what they're banking on is the public's appetite for all things Marvel to be able to be interconnected just like comic books. And and com- comic books are messy like that. We know that. Yeah. But I think they're banking on that. I think they wet the public's appetite enough that that's where we're headed. Well, and in terms of Spider-Man, you've also basically written Spider-Man out of the MCU to where he can now go do a trilogy on the Sony side yeah. that's still grounded in this. And no one knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the memes right now of like, I can't believe they've done nine Spider-Man movies and we still don't know who they, who, who, who he is. <laughs> I, my favorite was the one, there's this random kid, kid at Tony, Clark, or Tony Stark's funeral, don't know who he is. <laughs> and everyone's comment, I almost fell for it, but everyone's coming. No, no, that's the dude from Iron Man 3. No, it's not. You need to go see Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, oh, before we before we move to part two, because I think I think this is a good breaking point here momentarily before we move to part two. Were there any parts of Hawkeye that you were not a fan of? I, I, I don't know yet. Okay. If Kingpin is truly dead, I don't love that. Okay. Because now this is coming. Let me tell you where this is coming from a place. And, and let me say that I'm willing to be convinced that I don't love it in tune. I love it. But right now, I don't love it. He was such a dominating villain and dominating presence in the Daredevil series that to bring him in for an episode and like the t- the five seconds of the last episode feels like a waste. It it yeah, it, it feels like a waste. Dead. I don't think he's. But dead. because we don't see it, you're like, oh, yeah. I don't like. There's no way, right? Like, there well, he's but, gonna be but, back, right? Maybe though, but maybe not. Maybe again, we talked about how Hawkeye, in a lot of ways, is 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 tying up loose ends. Maybe he's just a loose end. Maybe we see Kingpin appear in the Spider-Man universe. Maybe that's a a different thing, and, you know? Because again, you know, we're gonna talk about this in part two, but like. Even the connection with Venom at the end of Spider-Man felt, in the fact that they tried to bring him over, that felt like a waste. Like, it was very quick. He was in, he was out. There wasn't a whole lot there, but the, we'll but get that there. Felt, that felt like a setup of, like, oh, man, the symbiote's going to come later. This was yeah. like, okay, you remember that huge tease that we did and you all loved it? And like, oh, man, what does this mean? Yeah, he's dead now. It was like, okay, yeah. well, then, then why why set me up for that? The The other thing that I want to I want to mention here that yeah. that that is baffling me. Where and and and. And, and maybe I need to. Maybe this is a rant coming a little bit. Oh boy, here we go. Where, Give me the popcorn. Here's okay. the meme. Eat the popcorn. The Michael Jackson meme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I love end credit scenes. I love what Marvel has done with them. Yeah. Because I love that it kind of you know sets up the next thing. It gives us a little bit bit of taste. But I also have loved some of the ones where they've done that are a little bit of a joke, like Spider-Man Homecoming when Captain America comes on and does the, man, it's really, it really stinks when you wait all this time for no payoff. And like, it was like, that funny. <laughs> and so when the end credit scene of this was the full song of Rogers the Musical, and it was, if you read into it, you know, Broadway actors produced by a Broadway yeah, yeah. person, like, like this was like professionally done. 
and people were like, this is stupid. This this doesn't set up anything. This doesn't give us more of the story. Why did they do this? I'm like, because it was fun. Like, wh- why does well, it, why does it and, have and, to set up the next thing? This is fun. Just enjoy and what, it. And what I will argue, too, is, A, number one, it was fun. I agree with you. I think it was very well produced. Someone who was in theater thought it was great. But I will also argue we don't know if it's not setting up something yet. There could be something hidden inside of that that we don't know about that we catch another part of the MCU chapter moving forward and we go back and go, it was there all along. Like, we don't know. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Look at how much they were parsing apart the WandaVision trailer and what happened, or that trailer with the WandaVision um, end credit scene and how after after what happened in Loki, that then, then there was this, this time shift of what happened happened here with the wand of it like people th- this is what they do and um again i think mcu used hawkeye for exactly what we've been talking about here which is a way to wrap up the avengers storyline i mean i i really feel like that's where we're at i mean what's left i mean really the only thing that's really left in terms of of who's left over from the infinity saga series is is really Thor, really? Thor and Hulk. That, I mean, because yeah, cause, it, cause yeah, it's so Hulk. many questions about Hulk now that, like, wait a minute, it's no longer like in his Hulk form. Exactly. He's now Buffalo again. Like, I have so yeah. many questions, but that's it. You're right. Like, there's you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow are all out of the picture. Thor is there, but it also seems like he's going to be kind of more of a minor piece. Like, yeah. But I but, worry. I worry about. I, I pray we don't get into Star Wars fan territory like with what you just said i pray that we don't jump that shark yeah i just i just don't i don't understand the uproar of it if it was bad i would have been upset about it like if 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 it was a mail it in terrible thing but no this was wonderful i very much enjoyed it and and i'm chuckling through the whole thing i will also say this and if it was like the only piece of marvel content we had and we were in like a dry spell for like six or eight months okay maybe i could understand the frustration but my god we've got new content coming like every other month for crying out loud. yeah like, yeah what is your problem yeah Seriously. i just I, I do not i do not understand the backlash of yeah. of that end credit scene I I I remember because I was really excited. For, I was like, "Oh man, they're gonna set something up." And then when that came out, I was like, "Oh, I'm here for it. Bring it to me. Come on!" <laughs> All right, this is a prime spot for us to end part number one. So we said this was gonna be a two-part episode. So this is gonna be the end of part number one. We're gonna move into Spider-Man: No Way Home and kind of our additional thoughts about where we're going with the MC the mcu here in part number two uh so make sure you stay tuned next week and listen to part number two before we go if you want to get a hold of us um you can find us at sorcererNetwork.com. yes sorcererNetwork.com. you can also find us on facebook the beers and ears podcast on twitter and instagram at twitter and instagram at beers ears 1928 feel free to email us beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com uh, please take the time to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Um, and tell a friend. Tell a friend about us. we got all kinds of great content coming up. So for now, we are going to raise our glasses because part one of this episode, and as you all know, I have an imaginary glass in my hand right now, um, part one of this episode has been on us. Let's stay tuned for part two. See you next week, guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.